Hi, I'm Christy Hurt, the founder of The Collab. We are a collective of brand professionals sharing our career stories. Every week, we pair up two members and they interview each other. So you'll get to hear one episode this week and one next week. You can join us too. Sign up at jointhecollab.com and then tell your story. Hello, everybody. This is Brooks Brown, and I'm very excited today to be participating in the Collab podcast and very excited to be interviewing Madeline Swartz. Madeline owns her own business as a communication and career coach because what every employee and entrepreneur have in common is that they need to be able to talk about their work and really get their message across clearly. So that is what she does and the service that she offers. So hi, Madeline. Hi, Brooks. How are you today? I'm great. I'm so excited to talk. I know. Me too. Let's get started. So why don't we start from the beginning and you tell us or share with us where you grew up and where you went to school. Sure. So I grew up in two places. I was born on a farm in rural West Virginia in a town of 600 people. I ended up there because my parents were back to the landers. So they're both native New Yorkers and they bought an 80 acre farm in 1973. So I spent my first eight years in this amazing place. And then when I was eight, I moved to Long Island, New York. My parents separated and my sister and my mom and I moved to New York. And then I spent the rest of my adolescence moving back and forth between these two places. So had my feet in two very different worlds where I went to school on Long Island. And then I spent all of my summers and school vacations in West Virginia with my dad. So I really had the best of both worlds in many ways. I think I had a lot of opportunities because I was here in New York, but I feel very at home in both the city and in the country. I studied fashion design at Cornell. And when I was applying to school, I was interested in both art and fashion. I can actually remember as a little kid drying fashion plates in a spiral bound notebook. My collections of very jams inspired collections. I was a child of the eighties. And so when it came time to picking schools, I was interested in these two different disciplines and I ended up going to Cornell to study fashion. Fantastic. So why did you pick Cornell? It was the best school I got into and the right price. As a New York State resident, I was able to go to one of the state-funded schools. And and definitely my parents had something to do with this decision as well. So another question, would you do it differently today if you could? I probably would, but I also don't regret those decisions because what... I did choose is what got me to where I am now. And I think about some of the friends that I have from college or some of the internships that I had when I was either a sophomore or a junior, Malia Mills, who's a well-known swimwear designer, came and spoke 
at Cornell and I wrote her a letter after that and ended up interning for her and had the most fun summer working for their brand when they were really new. Like I worked there the summer that they got approved for credit card sales. Oh my gosh. Fantastic. So if you move during your career, what prompted those moves? Yeah, well, my summer between junior and senior year, I had an internship at a much larger apparel company. And by the time I finished college, I actually realized that clothing construction was not the part of design that I was most passionate about. So I moved to New York City after school and I didn't want to be a junior designer, but I needed a job. I ended up working in book publishing and first I worked for a children's press and then I got this fabulous job working for an art and design book publisher and I did all of the publicity for North America And I loved it because we published a lot of museum catalogs. So I constantly got invited to museum openings and gallery openings and was really immersed in the design world. But after a few years, I outgrew that position because it was a tiny office, a satellite office of three. And I missed doing hands-on creative things. So I was looking for some night classes to take and perusing FIT's website, looking for classes in display design, and they didn't have any continuing ed classes. It was only a degree program. So I applied on a whim and I got accepted and I went back to school two weeks later and got this other degree in display and exhibit design. And so that started the next phase of my career because I got recruited straight out of school, went to work at Urban Exchange and got into designing and building window displays first there. And then at a number of companies where we designed and built displays, experiential marketing events, and retail environments for companies like Coach and Luxottica and Adidas and Nike. And I loved seeing my work come to life in stores, but I got really burnt out on the hours and the lifestyle. I also noticed from being part of these creative teams and working with so many people who were great at creative problem solving, but weren't great at being able to talk about their ideas and sell them to other people. And so when I decided to leave that world and start a business, that's the exact problem that I set out to solve. Fantastic. And definitely a massive need for what you do. This is a little repetitive because you touched on it, but maybe you can go into more detail. How did you get started in your career? What was your starting point? Yeah, I spent 10 years working in display and window design. And what I learned from that experience was how to get a message across in seconds. The work that we did needed to communicate the brand and invite people into stores. And 
as a book publicist, I spent a lot of time summarizing books, writing press releases, and I had to be able to tell a story in one page, so in very short form. And the way I use those skills now is helping other people tell their stories and get their message across. Fantastic. So I know from what you just said, your career has not been linear. So Madeline, can you talk a little bit more about pivots in your career and the motivation and what prompted those different pivots? I've had a few different pivots in my career. And the common thread between all of them has been around messaging and creating experiences and connecting with people. And I had actually always wanted to start a business. It was something that I had been talking about since my 20s. I had lots of ideas, but not all of them seem very practical for a New York City brick and mortar business. And when I decided to leave the retail and fashion world, I just saw this huge need for communication training that is more geared toward creative thinkers and more catered to introverts and quiet leaders. And so that's why I was really determined to pivot. And that's what drives me and my business today. Definitely a need. I mean, I've worked with a lot of creatives in my career and some massively talented people. But I mean, and you mentioned this earlier, Madeline, is that they do sometimes expect the work to speak for itself, but also there's such a need to be able to explain it and articulate it concisely. Yeah. And it gives you so much power when you're able to do that because improving your communication skills in one area improves your communication skills in every area of life. For sure. So you've had a ton of experience, but what would you say so far that you're the most proud of in your career? There are three things that I am really proud of. So the first is getting over my own fears of public speaking. When I was early in my career, I was always good at connecting with people one-on-one or one-on-two, maybe one-on-three, but anything larger than that, I was terrified of having to present in public. And it really became a problem as I moved up. And I also once got some really like painful feedback that I was too quiet. And I wasn't pointed toward any resources that might have been helpful at the time. And so I eventually found my way to a Toastmasters club and discovered that I really liked public speaking. And I eventually became the president of that club and I mentored a lot of people and it got me really interested in that field and made me realize how powerful it is to change your confidence as a communicator. So that's the first thing that I am really proud of because it is truly 
being on the other side of that fear is the single most liberating experience of my adult life. The second thing that I am proud of, and this happened earlier on, is that I placed one of our authors on Fresh Air with Terry Gross. And I'm a huge fan of that show. So it was a really thrilling accomplishment to have an author be interviewed by Terry. And then the third thing from my work now is watching my clients give presentations that they never thought were possible. I recently had a client who spoke at the Business of Fashion in November, a conference in London, and she was one of the highest rated speakers at the conference. And I find that regardless of whether people are speaking at a conference, whether they are leading a meeting at work, or maybe even having a difficult conversation, their ability to clearly and concisely express their ideas completely changes how they see themselves. And it is so rewarding to be able to witness that transformation. Absolutely. Fantastic. I love the the three different things that you're proud of, and each one is very unique and different. So what would you do differently if you could completely start over? Would you do anything differently? And if so, what would it be? I would take a public speaking class in college. I would do more of the things that scared me, and I would do them sooner. I think it is crazy criminal that I have two different design degrees and I never had to take a class in public speaking. And I'm now the parent of a nine-year-old and he's doing debate in school unprompted by me. But I, I think it is such an important skill. And so that is something that I would have approached and faced my fears sooner. Yeah. I mean, to your point, It doesn't matter what profession you're in, what your job is, what you're doing, what your age is, the ability to be able to communicate clearly is so incredibly important. So what is next for you? I know you have your own company, but what are you looking forward to and what's next for you? I am on a mission to change the face of leadership in organizations. I want to create workplaces where introverts and quiet leaders are celebrated and thrive. And the amazing thing about communication is really that it's the one skill that touches every area of life. And I want to help people do that more effectively. Fantastic. So Madeline, I know you mentioned in one of your most proud moments about the person in London for business of fashion that was rated as one of the highest speakers. Can you talk us through how you, your process and how you prepared her for her speaking engagement? Yeah, my approach when I work with all of my clients for any engagement is that we focus on three core things, and I call it the communication triad. So it's the message, the mindset, and the delivery. So for a talk, I help people get really clear on 
what they want their audience to walk away with. We work on all parts of the content and the delivery and how to make it really engaging and create an experience for their audience. And then the third part, which is equally important to the other two, and I think often overlooked, is to help people examine and build a new mindset around communication. So that can really change how people show up, how they see themselves, and how they approach high-pressured situations where they need to communicate when they change their thinking. And those three things together, the message, the mindset, and the delivery, are what build your confidence and your presence as a communicator. And then also, I'm sure with your business, you're always working on getting new clients. So what are your different ways of connecting with people and bringing in new clients? What are some of the things that you do? I love networking. I'm the rare introvert that loves to meet new people and network. I just prefer to do it in smaller groups and quieter spaces, but I do enjoy meeting people in person. And I also do a bi-monthly audio show on LinkedIn called Speakeasy. And it is the best place to be if you want in on the secrets to effective communication. That's fantastic. Well, Madeline, thank you so much for your time. It's really been a privilege to be able to speak with you and also hear your very interesting career journey and most importantly about your business as a communication coach and career coach. Thank you so much for your time today. It was such a pleasure to talk to you, Brooks. Thanks so much for being here for the Collab Career Stories podcast. Please follow us on social media at Join the Collab and sign up to become a member and share your story at jointhecollab.com.